This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. Good morning. Good morning, love. It's my favorite love song. I waited all night long. Before you get into the shower, before you worry about your hair, baby, give me one more hour. Five minutes after the other six o'clock. Make it so you can on this the twenty-eighth day of July two thousand and twenty-two. Good morning to you once again. Thank you so much for joining us on the Power Breakfast Show on Power One Into Digital. With Paul Richards, Richard Ragubara saying Ruben is in there. My name is Steve Khan. Keep me company till nine o'clock. Window is off today. We'll take your calls and your hits. Yeah, uh, it's been our message board via our app, our mobile app, or on our website at power12fm.com. Yeah, thank you so much for waking up with us this morning. Traffic wise, got nothing to tell you about. Nothing. A little bit in the Valencia stretch. That's it. That's it. That's going to change. You know that. All right. Let's see who sent us hello is first thing this morning. I have to check my message board. I didn't do that. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Today is this day. Uh-huh. Uh, wow, unbelievable. Four days in a row. Good morning to Ray Ray out in West Palm Beach, Florida. First off the gate this morning. Good morning, Ray Ray. Four days in a row. Oh, can we make it five? Trev, Trev and Arima, you came in second. Kenny, you came in third. You're waking up late for you. Waking up late. Your, your clock is out. You say, hey, 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 it's Thursday. The day before Friday. And after hump day. Good morning to everyone. Yeah. Godzilla and Valencia, good morning. Oliver Man Warren, good morning to you as well. DX. Good morning to Maria Marva. Good morning. Miss Maloney. D. Pierce. Jesma Gold. Good morning, my love. Oh, I can feel the love. Carol Guevara. What one? Mogain's out at Aruka. Is that is it Friday yet? 
It's pre-Friday. There you go. Was CJ from New York. Good morning to you as well. Sankofa, have a good one. Give thanks. Um, we're alive. All right. Yep. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Who else? Oh, Rena Boodoo Jennings. Good morning to you. And Rayside from St. James. Oh, you're new at this. Rayside. Coming at this hour. He said, morning, morning, Rayside. Okay. Thank you so much. Right, okay. Uh, checking some temps where you all might be across our globe. It's 25 degrees at Piaco International Airport. Yeah, 25. Uh, same at Crown Point in Tobago, Toronto. You're at 19. Miami, you're at 27. You're heading to Orlando this morning. You're at 26. Uh, New York, 24. Atlanta 24 and clear and let's see London it's sunny in 22 everybody will be outside for sure alright that's just sometimes let me bring the guys in let me say good morning to Paul Richards Pablo what's going on what's going on this one guy I don't know what guys you're talking about this song. the other guy is not here yet you know that oh yeah it's rare that he's in at this hour Thursday 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 pre-Friday if Wendell was here he would be here Man yeah, is very good at punctuality. <clears throat> he is. He needs to align with Richard a little more. The other guy, not so much. Yeah, he needs. He well, he's not good at punctuality for this show. He's good at punctuality right. for other things. For the amount of years that Richard's been doing this show, his punctuality record is horrible. But he's extremely punctual at plays, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He won't mess with that one at all. There you go. At all, at all, at all. Anyway, good morning, Steve, Richard, Wendell, Ruben, Len, Trinidad, and Tobago. Morning, Thursday. Pablo. Long weekend coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. One more day, folks. Mm-hmm. And then we got a long weekend. It seems well, like forever we didn't have a we long have weekend. Extra, we, are, we have an extra day off on the weekend. Yeah. I didn't I know how long we call that. We have a three-day weekend. Yeah. Sleeping late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. even though my sleeping late is like eight o'clock in the morning, I was out late last night. You were launched the, the premiere of the Police Code Seven Two Seven documentary. Yes, how was that? Uh, commissioner called in and said just he just wanted to make a correction. He said Seven Two Seven is not specifically a police code, but it's close to one that deals with exigent circumstances and emergencies. 727 really depicts 27th of the 7th month. Yeah, the date. Yeah. Yeah, so he just yeah. wanted to put that information out yeah, there. We have a 727 in progress. Starting all units. Well, normally you have to cover your nose, but your nose is too big to be fully covered, so it didn't end up working out. You know... Yeah, there you go. You know. So the documentary was, was premiered you. last night, and how was uh, it? How was it? Very, very good. Very, very um emotional. Very, very emotional. Really. When you see what these men and women had to go through, of the TGPS and the and the dangers they put their lives in, and two officers, well, one account says two, one officer, one account says five officers or four officers. So, but I know two for sure were acknowledged in the documentary and uh, what they went through and uh, the 
terror they went through. Those trapped in police headquarters while it burned and the, the gunfire they had to hold off to defend the parliament building. It, it is, is going to make for riveting uh, television and I think it should be on every year because there are people who are either too young mm-hmm. or were not born yet who have no idea what that attempted coup d'etat meant mm-hmm. for this country and how much the police and the defense force and others rallied and sacrificed and served to maintain the democracy and the freedoms we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Because Abu Bakr wanted, as Richard said, wanted to turn the center Islamic State. Think about it, an Islamic State with can't, without no carnival. And so you like carnival so much. Right, the riot. Right and the things that you think you could do now that you would not have been able to do had that coup d'etat, attempted coup d'etat, succeed. You'll be rioting. So, I mean, and his whole his whole motivation was just damn selfish. It was not about no nation. He was just a power hungry terrorist. That's all he was—a power hungry terrorist. And I don't know who martyred this come up with a hand in the air. With a white flag. Didn't you so bad, but you come over the hand in here with a white flag. Coward. Mm, maybe we should run the pool. Why even extend it? I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I just bring it up because I it, it, knew it's that part was of the documentary. Yes. Why even extend the attention to him? I knew that was coming. <laughs> you, you know how I feel about that individual. Oh, yeah. We do indeed. We do indeed. And then continue to be a nuisance for many years. A nuisance. You understand? Stoops. Long, watery stoops. So, but it was a very, very well done documentary. Very oh, and when, when do you think the public will be able to see that documentary? I think the plan is to have it aired on TTT mm-hmm. uh, sooner rather than later. So, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it's sooner, so that particularly young um, children can see what was sacrificed for their freedoms and for this country, and what what the government of the day and the prime minister of the day and TTPS went through. Remember, their headquarters was bombed and burned up, burned up, yes. and they took gunfire. One of the, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. But it's very, I mean, the officers broke down while giving their accounts and you could see it was still 32 years later it was still so raw it was still so emotional for them because of what they went through mm-hmm. but i i'm sure the public will get a chance to see it did they so, interview any of the hostages in the yes police did officers they? were hostages they were tied bound hands no bound civilian and, civilians and let's go there no it was okay. a police ttps account right, i got you yeah, so very very well done. Document some reenactments and all, and you know, some graphic really? reenactments and some live reenactments, and the fact that they stripped them of their police uniforms and sent them out like soldiers of war in their underwear—very demeaning, very you know. My lord, a group a group of confused young men, led by a tyrant, basically. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, no, I really want to see that documentary. Yeah, it's really, really good. Really, really good. So, kudos to the TTPS for finally telling their story and bringing to light a lot of the information that was previously hitherto unknown. 
You know, it is it is an hour and thirty eight minutes, and it's riveting. Wow, is that wrong? And then they honored uh, the officers who were there. Um, I think ten, twenty, about f- just under fifty officers were honored for their bravery and gallantry during those six days, mm-hmm. from July twenty seventh to this time when it was resolved. When Mister Man woke up, put his hand in the air, I surrender. Hey, oh yeah, I surrender. And when did one long war to his troops. When did he come into effect? Like 32, uh, today, 32 years after? Or? I think I think it came into effect from the night. On the same night, okay. Yeah, I think from the night. Because people started looting. Yes. And uh, they had to, 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 to ensure that that stopped. Mm-hmm. So Bloody going at 6, I think it was from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You were allowed out. And back in in the night, mm-hmm. and to protect people also from, you don't know what else was happening or what else could have happened around the country, because apparently there were some little um, situations in San Fernando also that were coordinated and planned by the Muslimin. One of the officers said, you know, remember they had that standoff on Mukrapa Road, and he said what they didn't realize is when they went on the, on that morning, and during the day. There were curiously no women and children around, which, which, should, which should have been a red flag, you know. It's like, okay, what's going on here? But I mean, I entitled this 2020 vision, so you wouldn't know until you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And to get that many guns and grenades and rifles and ammunition in the country in preparation for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure. Right? Quite frankly, I am almost certain that there's that kind of artillery hidden away by by sinister characters right now in this country. They've had 30 years to amass more, you know. And they kind of way illegal arms and ammunition are smuggling to this country. I'm sure there's quite a cash hidden. But it'll be a different time now. Nobody ain't walking nobody hand in here. No, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Okay, Her Excellency the President delivered the feature address and she intonated that um, it is her opinion and the opinion of others that the crime wave we're seeing now started to spike back then. And, and you could see the, tra- the tra- trajectory. Yeah? It's almost like if um, unlawfulness prevailed at that time. Because, I mean, they didn't go to jail. In any other country, you either go to jail or you get passed out. Not so? Yes. In any other country, you pull an attempted coup. They line you up. Yeah, they don't if hands or butts or that. Yeah. You take the state to court and you win. That's democracy for you. Yeah. So, and she indic- indicated, Her Excellency, that is that, you know, we can have a direct link, direct link to what we see now. Mm-hmm. To what happened back then, when the rule of law was almost well, was was upturned and and they threatened the, democ- the, the democracy of the country. Imagine you shoot a sitting prime minister and beat up parliamentarians. Hmm. Never a dull moment. Anyway, what else is happening in the news? 
Did you see the article I sent for you all this morning? You know, I saw it, but I, I, I didn't well, I didn't get a chance to read it yet. Which is no surprise to me. But Let me see. It's in Forbes magazine. And, uh, tell them what, and, it, what the study shows. And the study shows people working from home are having sex, dating, taking naps, and doing side hustles and company time. It's by senior contributor to Forbes magazine, Jack Kelly. And... Uh, it um come on phone right it uh they said americans are excessively eating drinking smoking pot marijuana playing video games and watching porn while quarantine at the beginning of the covid outbreak there was a heated debate as to how people should be managed working from home but they say they, they've done a survey and it has shown that people are Doing all these things, you know, they work from home and it's so productive and it's so great in many cases and people could be producing more and you work harder and stuff. Well, not so much. They said most people are doing a lot of other stuff while working from home. They may complete some of the, the deliverables that their bosses require of them, but they said they, they pull in their partners and having sex. They're going on dates. Well, they could be anywhere and say a home, eh? Yeah. Um, I home, my home. Smoking weed, yeah. eating more, taking power naps during the day when you know. Eating more, I could see power naps. I can see. Home. Mm-hmm. We saw it right here in this company, where we're trying to find employees to get a deliverable, and then not answer any phone. And when you call the outside, and well, I went to drop off something up the road. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in the office, could you just go to drop off something up the road? No, but at home. No, but you are working from home. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to manage that sort of st- things. On the other hand, some people do actually work more. Because your phone rings all till 7 o'clock at okay, night. So oh, Tell me about home, it. Tell me about that, it. Companies and agencies that work from home really have to put systems in place to manage the employees at home. I don't think it's an all bad thing. I really don't. I think it's something that can continue at some level. I, I think you... People should be coming into the office at least twice per week, per week to maintain that team spirit and stuff, probably three times. But you could, you could work from home for two days a week. Yeah. You know, it helps with, with traffic. You know, oh you choose a two days in the week and you allow people to work from home for two days and they come into the office on a, on a rotational basis. I think it's all bad, but I mean, it really has to be managed because... And that's the tough part of the whole thing, managing mm-hmm. that. Managing it, yeah, like, and you can't put camera in people's house, so you can put a camera on the computer, but then mm-hmm. you sit down in front of the computer all the time, and then you go into the bathroom, yeah, that's the thing. You don't have to dress, you don't have to bathe in the morning if you don't want to, like Richard, got to brush his teeth. Well, I brush my teeth, yeah, and like yucky mouth, all morning. Yeah, yeah, no yucky mouth. Yeah, it's quite all right. Right, um, the country is ready for monkeypox, according to the Minister of Health. So, how are they, why do they keep calling it the COVID update when they talk about monkeypox now? This is a health um, update. A health update. We can go with that. This is a national health update. Let me message him and tell him let's call it a health COVID nine news briefing. Uh, but you're talking about monkeypox too, though. So they say we're in a good position in terms of preparation for 
the eventuality of monkeypox. It, it's already in Barbados and Jamaica. Yeah. Soon to come. And Coming soon. Over 95 countries around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that, um, we see. I'm traveling next week, just so you know. Let me make out my list of what things I need. That'll be for your wife. Uh, what do I need? Need new laptop. Need new laptop. Uh, need a netty pot as well. God, I did a netty pot this morning. I think I put too much of the solution. My nose is burning. I'm driving in this morning and it was burning. Oh my god, I put too much solution. You finish? Yeah. We have more to add. No, I'm just talking about my news. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So apparently you don't you don't need um test to go on the um to the flight anymore. No, so you could go anytime, anywhere. Well, you have to carry the vaccine. You still have to to show your vaccination card. Yeah. But you don't have to show. um, You don't have to take a a COVID test anymore. No. To go on the craft. No. I met someone yesterday. I went to the airport yesterday. Um last night to meet someone and and there was another individual who while I was putting his suitcase in the guy said, hey Steve, where are you going man? Long time no see. I said, hey, you come home for a holiday? So while he was waiting for his ride to pick him up, he was talking about the cost for tickets. He's come, he came from New York eh, on Caribbean Airlines. And he's asking me why are Caribbean airline rates so high. I say, boy, you alone can answer that. I don't know, but the rates are high, but people are still using them, and the flights are booked, so they'll stay high. He said he came in on um, what was it, JetBlue. And there you he go. Said, yeah, he said problem it was, solved. It was a lot cheaper, even problem solved. For, uh, his luggage. You know, you know my mindset, right? I yeah, you know my mindset. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, Cal won't bring those prices down if the flights are full good, going good all over for the them. place. Good for them. Make the money. It won't be my money. Yeah, but good for them. So Let them maximize their profits. I have no problem with that. Just won't be my money. Yeah, they, they need to be competitive, man. Imagine if you want to well, go... But if their flight's fully competitive, Steve, what's your problem? Well, imagine if you want to go to cricket next weekend in Fort Lauderdale. You ought to shell out 5K... To go to Fort Lauderdale. But if you're saying the flights are still full, why should they reduce the Let me check you with flight. If I want to go, I want to go and see cricket next weekend. Mind you, folks, West Indies lost that game yesterday. Just to let and you know. And how was that news? Um, well, Wendell might be listening, but he already knows that. How is it? No, but how is it lost in a did bad they, manner. They, did they win any so far? No, they lost all three one-day internationals. So then how is it news that they lost again? They lost again. All right, so cricket is on the f- sixth. News is something seven. different that's happened, you know. You know that, right? Yeah. So if I want to go, you, you walking on the road, you walking on the road to your guys to collect your guys' news. Yeah, 
It is, especially when oh, I walk. When especially when day. I walk to the car. It's something different happening. It's news, but it's something Let's that's go. custom happening. It's happening. Fifth. It's not news. It's just okay. Fifth to tenth of August. I'm going to. The, I'm going cricket. I'm checking flights. Fifth to the tenth of August. Why is Caribbean Airlines not coming up here? Who comprises this West Indies team? Let me hear. Oh, I don't know. But you're supposed to be a cricket fan. No, I have not been following West Indies cricket for years now. For years. Okay, so... Um, isn't Caribbean Airlines flying to Fort Lauderdale? Unless the flight is full already. Unless it's Thursday then. There is an action plan, which is before cabinet and soon to be, to receive full cabinet approval for children's homes in the country. Of course, the, the action plan to improve the care of children's homes has been described as one step closer to receiving cabinet approval. Minister in the office of the Prime Minister, and I'm reading from today's Guardian, Ayanna Webster-Roy said on Wednesday, the work plan is currently being reviewed by the Finance and General Purposes Committee following an investigation into the conditions at children's homes conducted by the Justice Judith Jones Committee. Right, so mm-hmm. the minister confirmed, speaking to Guardian Media, that the recommendations will be implemented as soon as they receive cabinet approval. She says the plans have already been put in motion, or plans have already been put in motion, and approval for the other plans are mm. pending approval. Uh, she says she wishes to reiterate several key recommendations pertaining to monitoring and evaluating homes are, pl- are actively implemented. And police investigations are ongoing. You know what? It freaked me about this. That they had to take a Judah Jones report, given the history of abuse in this country, to put better monitoring systems in place at children's homes. When the Children's Act 2014 as law states that you say what's your monitoring them children's homes and the children's authority is supposed to be monitoring children's homes to ensure that the standards of care meet certain protocols but you had to wait for a report you understand mm. Point. to tell you that rampant abuse is going on at children's homes that just confuses so me. children's homes falls it's, under children's authority it, it is that a governing body Children's Authority is the governing body for, for the act, for administering the, the, the provisions of the act, the Children's Act. I think they've registered the children's homes for under the registered ones, that is, the Ministry of Child and Gender, if I'm not mistaken. But mm. they, to the fact that they had to wait for that report, given the years we've heard of abuse in children's homes, is always shocking. It's like to me, it's analogous to waiting for bad series is when you're learning that's what's taking place like you you know the bad news coming i'm gonna wait for it now mm-hmm. morning morning guys early bird what's happening what's happening what are you all talking about children's we, we're talking about yeah. that you're never punctual yeah i'll continue to talk about it yeah that's what we did we're talking about the fact that Minister Ayanna Webster-Roy says that the cabinet is nearing approval of some of the recommendations to 
improve the care of children's homes. And I was saying that I didn't know why they had to wait for a Judy Jones report to know that crap was happening to children at, at children's homes. And that they didn't realize that since 2014 we have a Children's Act, which mandates that the authority ensure that the standard of care is maintained at children's homes as part of their duties. And you're absolutely correct. And they were given a time span in which to bring their facilities up to the level required by the Act. Since the Act was passed, not so? Yep. Since the Act was, it was, was active, I should say. Since the yep. bill was passed. Yep. There was there was a grace period. So, so 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Seven mm-hmm. years or eight years. So you have to wait eight years. And, and we've had reports of abuses at children's homes for eons in this country. We had to wait oh. for a judicial report in January 2021 to realize you have to do something to monitor. I just, I talk about abdication of duty. Yeah. Talk about abdication of duty. So you didn't think it was your work to do that. And then they had references from the now infamous Sabga report from whenever. So you think, or you just think because or you pass, pass a law that the children, the, the abuses just stop, right? The abuses just stop when nobody in checking to see what happened. Yeah. No, while cabinet approving, the, well, yes, we, we see the police are going into homes, the children's homes now to check and stuff more regularly, which is great news. But it had to have a report for that and a back and We've had yeah, any, uh, Amy, Amy Anaman Tudo. Show, um, Sean Luke, the the young man who's now become synonymous with child abuse, one drowned in the pool, or maybe was drowned in the pool. Well, you know, sometimes you need well, well, Trinidad often has the mo of having some, as you call it, bacchanal or some issue arise like that during the Jones report to motivate action. Huh? It's not, but it's but not. what is the point of passing a law, mm. putting an authority in place, spending money every year, millions of dollars, um, putting staff, chairman, board of directors, executive in place, when your sole remit is ensuring that children are not abused in Trinidad Tobago, including in children's homes? Yep. So in eight years, you couldn't fulfill even half your mandate? given what was contained in the, in the Judy Jones report. So then the Judy Jones report basically said that you failed. At, least with, being to children. Well, huh? at least with regard to children's homes. Well, yeah. Well, if, if children's homes are where you have some of the most remit, because it's, it's more difficult to go into people's homes to see if they're abusing their children. The reports have come out about that too. But children's homes have, you know, and, and as you said, there was a great spirit for homes to get their houses in order. Seven years? Seven but years no, while... Fact, remember the, children, the Children's Act also um, mandated that facilities, for example, when, when children are detained in police stations and stuff like that, they yes. can't be detained in a normal cell or anything like that, you know, they have to have... Or cells with adults and stuff, yeah, there's specific recommendations. Yeah, there are specific facilities to deal mm-hmm. with children, and if children were remanded into state custody, they had to go into specific 
facilities that cater to children. So you had a lot of other things that had to also be put in place besides homes. And I'm not so sure if all of those other things are even in place. I don't know. Good so question. Because somebody, somebody needs to know all of those other ancillary things of the that Children's Act are in place or we are might, functioning like that. We might need another report problem. for that. We may just need another report for that. So what went on in, um, in Piaco with that long line of people um, trying to get into Trinidad because immigration officers didn't show up? Really? And when? why? Why didn't they show up? It was a mm. video that was put. It was the. It was a video that was in our group of a long, long line of people. And I see it's the subject of a headline in one of the dailies this morning. Um, but it was a picture put up in the group. I think Ruben put it up. And but the headline in one of the dailies this morning um, is airport anger, and it deals with the fact that travelers had to wait hours in line as Piaco immigration officers failed to show. Hmm. I'm, I'm not so sure why they failed to show, but I remember seeing the, the video of it um, that was posted in our group, and it was a long, long line. And I know people are not really supposed to do videos at that point, I think, in the airport, but somebody did it and said, um, and it was a humongous line. And, and some people, I think in the video, people said, they were waiting for hours and but I, I don't know what's the cause of it but it's certainly the subject of a headline at one of the dailies this morning i don't know if it's connected to the government's um the cpo's wage negotiations i don't know if it's that i don't know what issues immigration officers have um in terms of of i don't know if it's obviously something work related for them not to show and how could that how could that be a surprise to the chief immigration officer so that people had to be so inconvenienced and obviously there wasn't an alternative plan to get people through the system as quickly as possible so i don't know if we could we could get on to the chief immigration officer i know she's not one that likes to talk too much but what the minister of transport that's steve part the minister of works and transport yeah, you can tell us what's going on with the immig immigration comes under him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not national security? No, the airport authority, I think, comes under national security. The the airport, is, I think, is transport. Maybe I could no, be wrong. It, I think what immigration does, it, comes under national security, you know. Yeah, but immigration not, is coming. You're right. Immigration comes under national security, yes. So, uh, so to find out what the hell is going on. You remember Paul when they had all of these fancy dandy machines that said that you wouldn't even have to face an immigration officer, you could just go through the machines and the machines were lined up at the airport and I don't know what ever happened to those machines. 638. Did you meet those machines on your return to Trinidad recently, Paul? Absolutely not. Unless the machines are robots looking like humans. So what happened to all the money we spent on those machines? Weren't they donations, though? 
I don't know that there were donations. I think there were donations. And there I was mean, a big fanfare that you, I remember. you don't have to... And, that machine readable and, and you could come back and check in your passport. Um, right, and like, like, like in the US or the, or the UK, yeah. And you could just swipe your passport and enter. Yeah, well, that went into the void of nothingness as usual. We have a big void. There's like we have a, a, a black hole, a cosmic black hole that's just sucking in this country, you know? and things are just disappearing. Yeah, boy. You have a black hole of, of it's called the black hole of no progress, and it's just suck things in and they disappear. You see, boy, them a big announcement. I would love to know where those machines are. Do other airports internationally have machines? Like Does it somebody house? No, I mean internationally. Do other airports have things like that? Machines that you could just swipe and enter? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Richard, you pass your passport. I told you all, I, in 2006, not the year 2006, in Germany, I was taking a flight to go in the middle of one of the, the, the rest, pizza, rest pizza between the matches from Frankfurt to London for a day or two days. And I didn't meet a person. In 2006, I put my passport on the machine. It checked me in. I w it, it issued a, a boarding pass. I went straight mm -hmm. to the gate. Mm -hmm. I boarded the flight. Went to London. Went out through immigration. Came back in and not a soul. Mm -hmm. 2006. Mm -hmm. Since then. It worked seamless. Didn't go to a counter. <clears throat> nope. Wow! In 2006, this is two. This is almost 2026 here now. Yeah. Almost 20 years, 17 years later. Almost 20 years later. And it's not like five machines are rich. It's rows of machines. Yeah. Rows. But, but, but see, we were just asking what happened to the, the, those machines. No, I know what. I glad. I'm gonna find out. It went into the sea of nothingness. Because I can make a call now. Up. You know, by too early. They were set up and they were. You mean they were put in? You mean they were put in position? I, I, I remember. Yes, I well, big fan about it. Was it? Was it then Minister Young? I can't even remember who it was because it, it, it's it's no. many years. No, it it's just was, before COVID. No, it was it was Rohan Sinanan. Anyway. somebody got so somebody got millions of dollars to get those machines in. Are you saying somebody do? A company, put it that way. I just seen a random company. <laughs> a random company, that right? Is, just that that was a random company. That, make it, you see, it makes is, things so easy. When you go to immigration and, you know, and they have like two people alone for a full Steve, flight. Why, Steve, why are you trying to explain the, the efficiency of, of technology? I, I, why? I, I, let me stop. Why are you going through the trouble of explaining the efficiency of technology? You know what is amazing about those machines that they put in the airport? And I remember when they were having these discussions about those machines. Is th is that after a while, the country has kind of collective amnesia about the issue, and it's just gone because the, you're right, Paul. There is like a black hole that sucks it, and it just goes even out of our consciousness. And then we will just suddenly one day we remember. Yeah. Wait. And the nine day one. But you you are not a you are not a thing, so it don't affect you. <laughs> Because you are non-terrestrial, it don't affect you, but it certainly affect all of us. I completely forget about that. Yet stare into the abyss 
you will forget all that was promised to you. Stare into the abyss. You are in my control. Remember only the bacchanal and confusion. Remember the politics. Focus on the bacchanal and confusion. Forget the productive promises. Exactly. And this was the Remember we stay with Britain for the Toko. The Toko port and the rail and everything else that stare into the abyss of nothingness. You is like men in black. You will forget what they promised. <laughs> I I I I don't know. Even if it was was it a men in black? I, I would I would love to know what happened to those machines. I would love to know. Let's make that our duty to matter what happened to those machines. And and it connects to the story on the front page today that with immigrations not immigration officers not turning up and people having to wait hours. It means if you had those machines. You could have just told people about go through those machines mm -hmm. and make the exception for non-residents that in okay in this circumstance because our human resource is you know compromised. Rich, Richard, I know, where it, I know where it is, Richard. I know where it is. You know where the machines are? Yep. It's in the same room with the digital vaccination cards. <laughs> <laughs> they put it in the same room with the digital vaccination cards. Apparently, they have a room for electronics and things now. Right, in that but, same e room. but even, Richard, even when you come in the Trinidad, those forms. Really? Those but they forms, said they were going to forms. do away with forms. They did. They did the say that. The authorities said that we were going to do away with, with forms, the forms to enter and to leave. Yeah. That the process would have become digitized or yes. whatever, whatever. That you didn't have to do forms anymore. We yes. were moving to that paperless thing. That's they said right. that about I, three years or four years ago. You know part what of who goes to blame? On, what goes on in you know, this you know who part of who must to blame? It's the role of the media to remind them. That's the media it. To remind them enough of the nonsense. That's it. You see, there's so much right. nonsense that's been happening on a daily basis. You don't even have time to think of them things. You'll be, sh you'll be sh shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're spinning around so much from your confusion happening that you can't even keep up. Sure, right. um, the question this morning, Her Excellency, uh, the President last night at the premiere of the Police Code 727 show, mm -hmm. uh, suggested that Trinidad Tobago needs to do more than passing platitudes, where July 27th is concerned because although it's an ugly part of our history, it's a part of our history that's significant. And she suggested... Excellency, that there should be a day, an official day, to commemorate that because of the impact on the country. She intonated. She went to the Holocaust Museum in Germany, and it was such a profound rem reminder of that dark part in their history that it's not just a passing sentiment, because it changed the trajectory of the country, Germany, and as the coup did in Trinidad and Tobago. So, do you think there should be a, a day, an official day of remembrance? Should, could that be our question? That's a good is one it, there, is Paul. Is it a day that she's suggesting or a cool museum? A, a cool museum too, but also a day. A day of, of remembrance. Not necessarily a holiday, you know. But an official day of remembrance. I mean, yes, we remember on the 27th, but make it some sort, in some sort of official, official way. She also suggested a, cool, a, a museum, yes. We can't even have a regular museum. 
We have, one, have we have a museum. It mightn't be up to the standard we want, but there's a museum. What's wrong with you? And they now about uh, um they got a building for Carnival Museum, the Penny Bank, Penny 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 Bank from uh, the first citizens gave that building. Yeah, like somebody gonna walk around there to go go on a museum, mm -hmm. right? All right, well, gentlemen, we can't run out of time. Let's get in the headline, shall we? Absolutely. So I will start with the Daily Express, which is the actual newspaper with the headline: Airport anger, travelers wait hours in line as Piaco immigration officers fail to show. So that's the main headline on the Daily Express this morning. Airport anger. The main picture is, of course, is the remembering of victims of 1990, mm -hmm. um, which took place yesterday. Um, and the other subheadline: no student fee increases um, at UE. Um, so all of that's on the front page of the Daily Express, but the main headline by far is Airport Anger. On the back page of the Daily Express, swept away Wendy's outplayed in final ODI. They did. And Germany beat France 2-1 in women's Euro semis. All right, so that's the front and back of the Daily Express for this morning, Thursday, because the weekend begins tonight, people! Woohoo! second after midnight. All right, so the garden for today, and of course today is Thursday, July 28th, 2022. On the front page, no change to UE fees. Management takes government advice to hold hand, and students relieved burden off shoulders. All of that is on the front page of the Guardian. The main picture is of the Prime Minister, Dr. Keith Rowley. What is he doing? He signs a painting of the old police headquarters building on St. Vincent Street, Port of Spain, during the premiere of the TTPS documentary, Code 727 at Queen's Hall. So that's the main picture. On the back page of the TNT Guardian today, West Indies batsman collapsed to lose series 3-0. Another sweep. The Newsday. What's on the front page this morning, you might be wondering. Well, I can tell you, businessmen hit Port of Spain facelift plan. Fix crime first. Dial Singh, TT ready for monkeypox. And on the back page of the Newsday, well, the main picture on the Newsday is Marshall Montano. And on the back page of the Newsday, Windy's swept 3-0 and Windwards beat Trinidad and Tobago by 28 runs in Rising Stars. So that's it for our three dailies this morning in Trinidad and Tobago. All right. Uh, let me give you the results from our poll from yesterday. We asked, do you think the events of 1990 attempted coup could happen again in Trinidad and Tobago? That was our poll yesterday. Results after ho, this. Ho, ho, Yes, it's Christmas in July at Furniture Plus. Shop now and save up to $1,600 on mattresses. Serta. Sealy and Therapeutic are now on sale, available with cash and higher purchase plans. Check press and social media for details. All right, the question, do you think the events of the 1990 attempted coup could happen again in TNT? Final results, 89, 89% said yes. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into this morning's poll.
Where did Paul go? Cool. So do you think, do you agree with the president that there should be a day um, set aside for remembrance of the events of 1990? I, I wanted to include the museum too, you know what I mean? I should just keep it to the day. Do you think that, do you agree with the president, President Weeks, Paul Amir Weeks, that there should be a day set aside for re, for remembrance of the events of 1990 and a museum. That's our poll this morning. What do you think? So do you agree with President Paul May Weeks that there should be a day set aside for the remembrance of the events of 1990 as well as a coup museum? What's your opinion? Two to two talk. Two 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 eight two five five six one two eight two five five North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine and of course people on the web and app you know what to do yeah 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 the messaging portal to make your vote all right let's take this call good morning good morning Orlando calling I think the answer is, my answer is yes and I just want to state one thing mm-hmm. I flew into Miami yesterday from from London. Two weeks ago to Hartsfield, and there are no machines. No yes. machines? I didn't meet any. I got sure with the terminal I came into, but there were no machines. Yeah. Miami right. and Hartsfield. Yeah, Paula said the same thing. On my return to New York last week, those machines were inoperable, and everyone was going to an immigration officer. So, Paul, it's not exactly. Trinidad alone. So, yeah. So, okay. Exactly. So, I'm just saying that we are still in Trinidad is doing stuff but apparently it is something the u.s is also doing all right paula is saying also carl wanted to change a charger two thousand dollars to change my ticket from wednesday to fly on a sunday wow i have to rethink being patriotic with carl all right all right once again our morning poll but what what how did he vote though i didn't get his vote you know how did he vote did he vote okay that so do you agree with um, President Paul May Weeks that there should be a day set aside for remembrance of the events of 1990, as well as a cool museum? That's our poll this morning. Do you agree with President Paul May Weeks with regard to those recommendations? Yes or no? Good Should morning. Talk to morning, Sonny San Fernando here. Um, yes to the poll. Yes to the poll. All right, Sonny San Fernando. Uh, thank you so much. Let's see. I got uh, uh, the morning shop one. Um, all right. GB in Trin City says yes to the poll. Trev Trev in Arima says yes. Troy. Good morning, Troy. Yes. Uh, Eve out in Sugarguanas also says yes. Lorna. Good morning, Lorna. Yes, I agree. Thank you, Lorna, Kali, Indy. Uh, Beefy Smith, yes to the poll. Uh, and a side note, I went to Fort Lauderdale in May and the machines were not in use. Oh, okay. Thank you, Beefy Smith. All right. 222-TALK, 612-TALK. Um, Mr. Chin Chin. Okay, thank you. Morning, Mr. Chin Chin. Good morning. Um, shop one. Shop one. Oy, oy, oy. All right. 222-8255. 612-8255. Two, 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 
1-800-826-8255. Do you agree with President Weeks that there should be a museum and a day set aside for the remembrance of the events of the 1990 attempted coup? Grandy, what says you? Good morning, Sonny Grandy. No. All right. Thank you. That's a no there, Richie Rich. Thank you so much, Grandy. 222-TALK, 612-TALK. Toll free, toll free, North Americans, 866-525-1099. Yep. So our poll this morning, do you agree with President Paula May Weeks that a day should be set aside for the remembrance of the events of 1990 mm. as well as a coup museum? What says you? What do you think? Yeah. Just a reminder that... Uh, Next hour, we're supposed to have the president of Tutor on, um, Antonio De Freitas. And of course, in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll be chatting with some folks uh, from the Ministry of National Security. All right, we have something coming up, so we'll talk to them about that. All right, let's see. Let's go back to the votes here. I got Beefy Foxy. Good morning, Foxy. Good morning, Steve Darling. And good morning, Richards. Oh, this should be. All right, that's a yes. Ms. Maloney says, yes, Steve Dudu. CJ out in New York says, yes. Rampage. Um, yeah. uh, Orlando Cola said, yes, Richie. Thank you so much, Rampage. Um, but Rampage, what is your vote? I also say yes. All right, thank you. Um, Moneymaker says, yes. Good morning, Cola. Good morning, Steve. My answer is yes. Yes. Thank you, Dinsley. Good morning. Uh, no, there should not be a day set aside. And keep in mind that the machines in the United States of America are all scanned in the back. They're not, they're not visible to, uh, to travelers. Thank you. Okay. I mean, they all, all scanned, scanned in the back. back. I don't understand that. What that means. You'll have to call us back and explain that one caller. Scanned in the back. Okay. Mr. Beeps, no to the poll. Have a good one. Thank you, Mr. Beeps. Same to you. Uh, Carol Guevara, absolutely. We must never forget. Liz. Good morning, Liz. Uh, from Sugarguanas. Yes. All right, Liz. Thank you so much. Uh, you got two minutes again to vote. 222-8255-612-8255. Um, so do you agree with Paula May Weeks, President Paula May Weeks, that there should be a day set aside for remembrance of the events of 1990 as well as an attempted coup museum? Yeah. That's our poll this morning. What do you think? Of course, that was 32 years ago all right send us a message on our app our mobile app which you should have by now and on our website at paul102fm.com all right do you agree with president weeks that there should be a museum and a day set aside for remembrance of the events of the 1990 attempted coup all right 
Let me just check online and see what we got so far. So far online, we have 100% saying yes. Good morning. Good morning to you all. Yes. All righty. Thank you so much. Let's say yes there, Richie Rich. Uh, Renu Halasi uh, says no. All right, Renu. Have a good one. Ken E. Absolutely. Thank you, Kenny. All right. Okay, so there's a message like Kenny and Reno and Carol and Liz and Lorna via our mobile app or our website at paul102fm.com. You can call us directly into studio, 222-8255, 612-8255. North Americans, toll free, 866-525-10999. All right, we just have a couple of seconds again before Gregory McBurney walks in. On this, the 28th day of August. July is almost done. Uh, July, sorry. I was going to say August is almost. July is almost done. Would you believe? All right, so AV is in. All right, I think she has a, a frog in her throat this morning. So we'll give the results the other side of 7 o'clock. Let's get into our major news. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.